Cheers and welcome to the Break Bottles Not Hearts podcast. This show where we talk about sex, love, dating, and relationships, all while enjoying some great cocktails. I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree, and I'm so glad you stopped by. So if you're ready to get down and dirty, and maybe a little buzz, then grab a seat, pour yourself a drink, and let's get into this week's episode. Hello. No, I'm not. I promise. I, dang it, I did say I wasn't going to do Adele, and it was just hard for me not to just say hello. You're mature. I, mature. I might be immature, but guess what? What? You're stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Jeez. Once again. I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree. And I'm Frank. We're super excited to have you guys. But you <clears> know <throat> what? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, if I love Adele, if loving Adele is wrong, I want to be right. Really? Yeah. I don't know. You're about to say Adele's overrated, and I'm about to put you in the tank. I don't know that she's overrated. I mean, she's definitely a talented singer. Um, I just, I just kind of want to leave her in 2010 where she belongs. Dang! Oh my god! 2010? Did I say that out loud? My bad. That's a whole decade, homie. That's when all those songs came out. No, Hello just hello was like a couple of years ago. No. Hello was not 2010. I swear to God, that song came out in 2010. Like it was not that long ago. Google that shit right Come now. on. What album was that? Hello from the outside. Oh, y'all, I haven't been, I didn't worry about y'all. Don't. Don't, 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 don't roast me. No, that song came don't out well over me. a decade ago. I'm don't roast sure. me. Sure. Hold up. Don't, don't do that to me. Don't, y'all. Y'all know I be loving Adele. Don't don't do that to me. What album was that? I don't know. That was it. The twenty five. It was the twenty five album which came out in two thousand fifteen. No. Bruh. Twenty five. Two thousand fifteen. First song is hello. I guess I'm thinking. Well, her song goes hello. I'm really sad and depressed. That's the thing, though. That's I'm confusing it with that other fucking song. That's, that's what about. they were saying. Is like the Skyfall came out in 2011. So Megan Thee Stallion had Hot Girl Summer, and when we all heard that Adele was going to be divorced, it was going to be Sad Girl Fall, <laughs> and that was the whole thing. And then like Taylor Swift released her album, and it was full of, like Sad Girl Fall because it was like Adele and then Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I was here for it. Not so much for Taylor Swift because like I still someone like it. you. That's the song I'm thinking of. Oh dang, bro, that was like a long time. That ago. was 2010. No, no, because that was when she really blew up, and then she got this. She got the Skyfall song. Skyfall came out in 2011. Dude, Skyfall was so good. It's a good movie. Oh, we went through this whole thing. So when I think it was when Shirley Bassey died, and I decided to like nerd out. Who's that for our listeners that don't know? Shirley Bassey did Goldfinger. She's this amazing, iconic black singer from the 60s and 70s. She was extremely popular in, like, the UK and France and, like, all of Europe. Um, phenomenal singer. But um, she did the, the theme song for... Goldfinger. For Goldfinger. In, in case you didn't know, in, in case it was you for Goldfinger. In case you couldn't know by, by my singing. And among other classic songs, um, very much like a torch singer of the jazz era of, like, the 60s and 70s. So when she passed away, 
I'm pretty sure I did this when like Shirley Bassey passed away and we were going through our whole like backyard. Oh yeah. Uh, we were doing a bond off. Bonfire bond off. We played all of these bond songs. We had her, we had Adele, we had Sam Smith, which was just Oh Yeah, the Sam Smith one from Spectre. I, that's one of my personal favorites. So good. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. But then I played um Tina Turner had Goldeneye. Mm. We played Live and Let Die. We played uh, Carly Simon's Nobody Does It Better. Wasn't that? Uh, yeah, wasn't that? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, that was one of the Roger one Moore. One of the Roger movie. Moore ones. Yeah. So we went through this whole like Bond theme song, <clears throat> yeah. theme, theme off when she passed yeah. away. It's like, God, there were some really great Bond songs. Yeah, we skipped like, the Billie Eilish one, I think. Yeah, because I, I vaguely remember it, mainly because and I saw her inter interviewed about this. She did it, and it then didn't like really get they passed because the movie because got, the movie got the production got yeah, screwed up. Got, of COVID, yeah. yeah, so it was like, dang, like I don't think she had like the chance. But mm. I remember both with Adele and Sam Smith. I was like, huh? And then their songs came out, and I was like, dude, yeah. both great, both great, songs. so freaking good. Yeah. And I almost put them at the tippy top. It's Here's just, thing. when I think of, like, a really great Bond song, I also try to link it to the movie itself, and it's like... Right. Because then, it's just... You know, you think of Diamonds Are Forever, and it's like... And then Kanye goes and samples it, like, oh, yeah. it's so good, but right? But not a Bond song, though. Diamonds Are Forever is a Bond no, song. No, it is, but you're done talking but about like Kanye. Kanye's Kanye is not... But then I'm saying, like, it's iconic that it then ends up being sampled, and then Kanye's sample is like, right. damn, that's really fucking good. Okay. But the standalone song itself, and it also says a lot because both Adele and Sam Smith were nominated. And did they both win an Oscar or did one of them win? I only I think I think Adele's the only one that won. Right. And so like won. there's like a handful of Bond songs that have won. I'm I, sure. And I feel like a good majority of them were nominated. Well like, the Bond the Bond the whole like doing a artist doing a Bond song like, that's, that's a big deal. It's a big dude. deal now yeah. at this point in time and it's like uh I don't know, it's some sort of, like, uh, achievement within, like, yeah. the music world, I think, so. I love that we have gone down this road. This wasn't our intent. Yeah. I just started thinking that. I feel like people who have listened to this podcast since the beginning have been like, oh my God, are they talking about fucking James Bond again? <laughs> do we talk about James Bond? I do. I tend to bring it up a lot, I've noticed. No, I know the one thing, so the one thing I did say when I started this podcast and when I talked to Frank about it, I was like, we are not going to go down a fucking... Bigfoot UFO. What? We're not doing it. Let me just say this. And we're also not doing fucking Point Break. And the second you do any of those, I'm I'm nodding off. <laughs> I'm like, we're not. I said you should have your own Sasquatch UFO Point Break. I do. It's called 100% Pure Dream. <laughs> All thanks Point Break and Sasquatch, Sasquatch and UFOs. If there was a Sasquatch in Area 51... And his name was Johnny Utah. That mm. is your podcast. Yeah, damn right. And I said if you were to do that, then there you go. You know, if there's anyone that's going to stop these damn aliens from robbing banks, it's In Johnny Utah. It's, it's, it's Johnny, Johnny Utah, the Sasquatch. But that's not what we're going to talk about. Honestly, I, I have to say, I and even me, I'm not a fan of like trying to listen to podcasts. And it's like, oh, this is what the topic is. And it's like 20 <laughs> minutes of bullshit. But hopefully you enjoy the BS. 
I promise you we're going to get to the meat and potatoes. As a matter of fact, we're going to get into now, and we're going to go ahead and get into this week's topic. So this week we wanted to talk about... UFOs. No. No. What's the correlation? What's the link? We're well, not going to talk kidding. about those things. I'm just kidding. Kids, this podcast is about dating, sex, relationships. So we're going to talk about sexual positions. Positions that we Ooh. like. I know, right? Spicy. Taboo. Positions that we like. Positions that we don't like. Yeah. Positions that have worked for us. Maybe a couple of positions that positions work for Positions that work for me that may not work for you. Are there positions that you like that don't work for me? I think so. You know, I think I have to agree because, okay, so let's so let's go ahead and, and jump into this. I really enjoy the old King Clancy. And I know that you... What the fuck is the King Clancy? <laughs> the old King Clancy. <laughs> is that where I listen to a John Clancy it's novel? Fi- it's filthy. It's it involves like, maple syrup. What's a King Clancy? It involves maple syrup. You know, I just don't you know. It's too, it's too wanna, raunchy. I almost want to go up to Urban Dictionary and find out. It's from fucking How I Made Mother. Oh, is it? Robin's from Canada, and she's like this... Dirtiest sex Oh, that's right. It's She's like, with the hockey player. Who was it with? Yeah. Who was the dirtiest position? Old King Clancy. Oh, my and God. And she pulls out the fucking syrup, and he's like, I think you should go. <laughs> oh, my God. I do remember that. So I I was talking about this with Frank because I, I admit that I'm very vanilla in the fact that I enjoy missionary. I enjoy missionary a lot. There's not, I do, too. There's nothing wrong with missionary. But I feel like when you say that to people, people are like, Really? Like I watch it? missionary porn. <laughs> I watch missionary porn. Yeah. But I also like I, and and what I was saying when it came to missionary is like you and I do a couple of different variations of mm-hmm. missionary. A couple of days ago, you were a little bit. I I joked with you and I called it Greco Roman wrestling because you had you had like more of my shoulder and my head and you were holding it mm-hmm. and you, definitely you were on top, but you were like almost pinning me down. Almost in like a wrestling move. No, I was pinning like, you down. I was but it holding felt you like that. Me. Yeah, but I felt like that. And you were like holding me tight. And I thought, bruh, like this is really fucking hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I had my legs like super wrapped around you. And I was mm-hmm. like, yep, I uh, want all of this. And I'm going to come really hard right now. And both of those things happen. And both of those things happen. Damn right. And I enjoy missionary for that. I think, I'm no- <coughs> pardon me, that came out of nowhere. I think another reason why I enjoy missionary so much is the first time I ever had an orgasm with a man mm-hmm. was for missionary. Wow. So it's like my body is almost trained almost in that respect. Mm-hmm. However, I thought that way for a long time and I've definitely orgasmed from other positions. It's just Michigan, Michigan. Michiganary mm-hmm. is the best one. Ah, uh, I don't know where that came from. Missionary. <laughs> All the people in Michigan are like, yes, shout out to us and our sexual position <laughs> and our great lakes. Um, yeah. It's just like missionary is just, you know, it's like a warm coat. Yeah. It's like a sweater that just never goes out of style. It's like the, the fleece, that, the sweatshirt I have on right now. You also lay there and don't do shit while I do all the work. There's that. Just Be- saying. Because then it goes into being on top and cowgirl which you know I fucking hate. Yeah. I'm not that big of a fan. Absolutely hate it. Now, I've hated that for years for a couple of reasons. Before, when I was a little bit chunkier, 
I didn't feel comfortable doing cowgirl because all I felt like was you're going to see all, you're going to see all the flesh. And I've learned over the years that there are a lot of bigger girls that love cowgirl yeah. because they're like, you got to get all this sexual goddess. <laughs> I just never had, I've never had that confidence yeah. to be on top. And I got a little bit more of it when I started losing weight and the way that I am right now, I feel a significantly more confident, but also I don't want to say that it's so much more work because that sounds like such a shitty thing to say, but it kind of is. Yeah. And it's harder. Shut up. It's harder for me. And it's harder for me to orgasm on top. I have. I have a hard time orgasming. Orgasming me. me. And I have a hard time coming when a chick's on top. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I just always have. Really? Yeah. But I always thought it just looked hotter and therefore it would be easier for a guy to come that way. No, it doesn't work that way. I have to have... I have to have significant stroking motion in order to Significant. There needs to be some significant strokes. Also, I, one, one position that I absolutely fucking hate is reverse cowgirl. Ugh. The reason that I hate it is because what happens is without being too gross or graphic, it basically, it hurt. It hurts. It hurts me. Explain what hurts. Because when you explain this it to me... It bends my dick in this weird, awkward position to where it's, like, painful. I think when you explained that to me, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And I can, I can and see maybe that. There's guy, maybe there's a lot of guys that are like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? I love that shit. Well, hey, here's, hey, but good, here's, good for you. But me, I, it hurts. But I think what it is, though, is when you look at porn... When I've got a heart on, you're bending it the opposite way. That, Fucking hurt. I think when you look at porn, though, it looks appealing, especially when they get that back angle. There's a lot of things in porn. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of things in porn that look appealing that aren't realistic. Well, yeah. There's a lot that aren't realistic that (laughs) definitely look appealing. Reverse cowgirl looks appealing, Mm. especially when most porn have reverse cowgirl in a couch seated position. Mm. And, like, both people are more seated and, like, the girl's feet are more planted on the ground. And she's more so hopping. Like, yeah, that looks more appealing. On a bed, it looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. And just not practical. I would give you reverse cowgirl on a, on a couch and a chair more so on a bed. I've tried that once a couple times in my life, and it just doesn't work out. The girl hated it. It was exhausting to her. It's, it's just, a lot of thigh work when you do I that. Just, yeah, I lie. just don't think it's a realist. I just, honestly, I just don't think it's a realistic position. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks great on a porn video, but it's a porn video. Now, I will say, I've done reverse cowgirl once on a really high bed. That wasn't too bad because we were both almost on a level where it like worked and you were higher up. That wasn't too bad. It was being really high up on a high bed. How that I don't know, you? but for some reason... Was it, it, the lati- it was the latitude? It was the latitude, not so much the longitude. Yeah. 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 That actually... No, seriously. That actually, like, worked a little bit better. What about the altitude? What was that up there? I mean, we were in Utah, so it was fine. Mm. We were in New Orleans at the time. But, yeah. Mm. That... I don't know. That was the one time I've ever done reverse cowgirl in an unconventional setting that kind of worked better. I think for both people. Huh. So we've talked about this before. You, doggy style, you you have a preference. For you at least. Do I? 
Yeah. I, I don't think I do. I think you think I do, but I No, I you, you've told me. You're like, I don't come well from standing. Oh, yeah, I don't like standing up. I don't like yeah. standing. I have a hard... Standing in general. Any position that involves me standing up, forget about it. I'm not going to... If you want me to have an orgasm, it's not going to happen. I mean, it could, but... Mm-hmm. Good God, I'd be so goddamn exhausted by that. It's, like, <laughs> it's just really hard for me. And yeah. I'm standing. You know what I mean? I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's funny because it looks so great. Yeah. But for some reason, it, it is hard for you. Because we'll start in that position... But we don't finish in that position very often. No. Even if we stand and it's like over a couch. Yeah. No. You, we've done that a couple of times. Yeah. But that's not a position that's comfortable for you. No. I can't even. I can't even jerk off standing up. <laughs> that's really weird. Can you do it like so you have to sit down, lay down, kind of thing? Yeah. If okay. I want to have an orgasm, yeah. Huh. Which is the whole point of masturbation, but. I remember we. <laughs> I don't think we've ever successfully had shower sex. No one has. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you what, kids. Shower sex is a dirty fucking Hollywood lie. It's a dirty lie. No one has ever had fucking successful shower sex. It's, I'm sorry. It's just, it's not realistic. It's, it's not practical. You know, your average person doesn't have this giant fucking shower. I mean, I've seen a few giant showers in my day, but... It's just not. I'm sorry. It's you've not built. Real. You've built a few. I have built a few, but and it's just I, I don't care. You've how built a few giant showers. I have, yeah. but I don't. It's just not. Uh, yeah, no. not realistic in any way, shape, or form. I will. I will say, and I say that we haven't had successful. It's just because I don't think either one of us come from it. But we have had times it's in a shower awkward. that have been really hot. It's awkward all around. No, but we've had hot times in a shower. We have. We didn't have successful sex. We didn't have, we didn't have necessarily successful sex. I do remember distinctly we had sex. I got in the shower. I think I made you join me. We tried shower sex and we were both laughing at how that wasn't working. But we got out of the shower. I think they had a lot to drink too. Possibly. But we got out of the shower and we were bent over. In the bathroom. We both were bending over for some reason. We yeah. Were. But we were in the bathroom, like, over the sink. That was really hot. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So it was like the successful continuation was, like, outside of the shower. But you're right. Shower sex is not necessarily practical. What I do appreciate is there are a lot of toys in the industry that are supposed to assist with that. And it's just... I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, that sounds, there's like a that foot, sounds, there's like a foot thing that you can get. That sounds silly. And then like handrails. I don't really need to have sex in the shower that badly to where I need to buy assisting tools. It's just, it's I not think, that big of a deal. I think the only time I'm buying assisted tools for the shower is when I'm getting handrails from when I'm 70. Yeah, exactly. And I need to have assistance in go. and out of the shower. There you go. Those are the only tools that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Because I've got my water pick shower massager, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's the only real tool I need in the shower. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, no, shower, shower sex is a, is a no-go. But you know what? Kudos for the people who can. Maybe there are people out there that have successful shower sex. And Maybe. Just, we are not one of them. Nope. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about an accidental position that we found. I feel what, like anal? I no, it's not anal. I feel like we stumbled on this position, and it truly was an accident. And we have yet to replicate it. You're sounding and making it sound like it was something we invented. It wasn't anything we invented. Basically, it was. This was ages ago. It was eight. It was when we first started dating, which yeah. will be three years in May. Yeah. 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 Three yeah. years in May. Yeah. Before Mother's Day. Yeah. So three years in May. So we. It was like we. Spooning from the front, mm -hmm. but it was like this weird. I was on my left side, leg wrapped up above you, more on a tilted angle. I just remember my legs were super stretched out. One leg stretched out in the front, but another one was like higher arched, yeah. and you had that leg pulled up. So if you can imagine spooning your partner face to face but your upper leg is more stretched out. Because I remember thinking, like, my leg could basically touch your ear at this point. Mm -hmm. And we just, we kind of started in that position. And I felt like, okay, this will be the start. We'll transition somewhere else. Nah, like, that was so good. And we both came really hard from that. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, like, we both even talked about it. We're like that was like that was freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. We tried it again, yeah. but on the opposite side where I was like I was laying on my right and you were on the left, mm -hmm. it was good. It didn't work, and I think we've attempted several times. We've never been able to replicate that first time. Yeah, it's never been quite the same. Has it? Yeah. I can't. I don't understand what was so amazing about it the first time. I couldn't. I don't remember. You don't remember that one? No, I remember it, but okay. I, I don't. I mean, you know, like goddamn this. Three, yeah, it was three, three years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, That's sad because you're not that old for your memory to be fading. Well. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty fucking old. You're I'm older than you. Don't say that. I'm old. Because I'm older than you. <sighs> but has, anyway. Has there ever been a position that <laughs> you got into and you immediately were like, nope! No, mm -mm. this is not working. I'm sure. I'm sure no. that's happened. I can't think of a specific time that's happened to be, uh, like immediately. Um, another another thing that I've never really enjoyed that people have attempted a few times is Society. car sex. You, mm, we've never had car sex. No, oh, because it's. <laughs> Like the shower, it's just not fucking comfortable or practical. I, have I ever given you roadhead? I don't think I have. No, yeah. Huh. You gotta change that. Well, I quite, I quite enjoy roadhead. Do I think it's because my vehicle makes it complicated to have roadhead. Ish. Okay. I guess if you lift up that armrest, it wouldn't be too bad. But my, I feel like my steering wheel is problematic. Well. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking, Roadhead's perfectly fine, but I'm talking about... He says, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but I'm talking Roadhead's about... Roadhead's perfectly fine. It is perfectly fine, there's nothing problematic about that, but actual intercourse is a whole different subject. I don't... Hmm. 
think I've only, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, no. I've only read car sex once. Mm-hmm. And was it enjoyable? It was quite uncomfortable. Exactly. I think car sex is only appropriate between the ages of, like, 16 and 18. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that's it. Because you don't know any better. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, so I was reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You can laugh all you want to. You can laugh all you want to. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to write a blog post about um, smut books, reading them, and audiobooks. And there are a lot of scenes of her having sex in the car. But she's having sex in this, like, Audi convertible or this Audi coupe. And I was, every time I read that, I was like, bitch, that's an uncomfortable, small-ass car. And she's making it sound like, She's getting fucked for her life. And I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up, that whole dude. Book, that whole book is bullshit. Girl, that shit is uncomfortable. It's such a small car. And she would be like, Christian's leaning the car seat back. And I'm like, there ain't no, there's no way. And even the small cut of a scene in the movies where they did that, I was mm-hmm. like, bro, that's not comfortable. <laughs> that's not. So I can tell you what I did appreciate. You probably don't remember this, but do you remember when we were watching Sex Life? There was a scene where they tried having sex in the car. Yeah. So she gets over on the passenger and side on top of it. And it doesn't work out. They because start to laugh or something. Yeah, like that. And, and that, to me, I appreciated that scene because I was like, that shit's realistic. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world. Yeah. I don't care how big your car is, with the exception of having some big-ass third-row SUV. You hopping over onto the fucking passenger side, mm-hmm. like it just wasn't working. And depending on the size of the people, it's just really hard. I feel like car sex is great between the age of 16 and 18, <laughs> and if both partners are under 5'5". Five five. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. You're under 5'5", five five, or you're between the ages of 16 and 18, or you have a huge SUV with a third, seat, a third row. Those are the only times that car sex work. Right. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. I feel like I'm going to have to give you that. Or you have a truck and you go in the bed, in the back of the truck. Mm, yeah, that wouldn't be too comfortable either. I know people used to do that because, you know, I'm from middle Georgia. You get a couple of blankets. Like, that was some people's jam. <laughs> I couldn't do that because that shit's uncomfortable. I gotta be, I'm a lazy, comfy bitch. Mm. I'm just not doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just not. So let's talk about this article that I recently found. It came out in 20, it was like October of 2021. And it was done by Women's Health. And basically, they called it the position, the sex position bucket list that you should get into. So they had about, they had about 50 something positions. Um, some that you do with your partner and then towards the end it was more so solo positions. Number one, which I, I, I can agree with it being number one was 69. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have talked about 69 and I feel like you and I had a breakthrough when we finally actually talked about this, because for the longest time we were doing 69 one way and you were like, Desiree, I 
I'm really more comfortable this way and it feels better for me and I feel like you enjoy it. So do you want to tell the listeners how we first started 69 how we transitioned? Not really. No? No. You want to go take a nap? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you like being... You like you like for me to be on top during sixty nine, mm-hmm. and that's just fucking weird. I'm sorry. Why, why is it weird? Because I don't want to hump your face. Like it's just strange. Just that's not normal sixty nine. Normal sixty nine is the females on top. Normal. Yeah. Define normal. Traditional. What define traditional? The guys laying down or the chicks on top. Oh my goodness, that just sounds so elitist. No, it's not elitist. It's, it's not. No, it's not. I get it. I, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it just because I loved maybe gagging on the balls of it. Like, I don't know. I enjoyed it. But then we sat down and we talked about it, and you were saying how it's a different angle. It's more comfortable for you. I also did that because, again, I have a lot of insecurities about my weight and my body. And one of the reasons why I enjoy You're a fucking twig, though. You say that, and I love you so much for saying that. Anyone who has eyeballs will tell you that. And I love you so much for reiterating this. But there's a pent-up bigger girl inside of my head. So, for the longest time, when we did 69 and I had you on top, it was because I felt more comfortable because, to me, being on top of you, I felt like I was smothering you. And I understand that seems silly, because you clearly weigh more than me. But it was just something that made me feel more comfortable. So once you and I, because we sat down out of sex, out of the bedroom when we talked about this, and you were saying, hey, but pleasure-wise, it's not really doing that much for me. And then I thought, oh, well, shit. Like, if it's not doing that much for you, I, I would have fixed that. And so I had to get out of my head about that. Mm-hmm. And then we switched up, and we went to the quote-unquote more traditional, where I was on top. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first few times we did that, you were just like, yeah, like, this is the whole point. Well, n- no, yes and no. Mm-hmm. The first few times of doing it quote-unquote traditional style, it's a little, I was a little frustrated with you, because... And I th- once I tell you this, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. That did happen. I was too high? You were too far away from my face. Yeah, I think I remember you talking about And I about was that. like, you gotta, you got to come back further. And you like, weren't understanding it. And I remember one day, like in the middle of the act, I literally grabbed you by the waist <laughs> you and did. pulled you, like, you back. Me. I think I was doing that because I, I felt like I was getting more of an angle with your dick when I did that. But I guess I was too far away. And then it like clicked for me. And then it made sense. You know this makes me want to like go do this real quick, right? It makes it sound like I'm teaching a middle-aged woman how to have sex. Bitch. No, it's not. What it sounds like is I was enjoying sucking your dick the way I was. Okay. But I just wasn't far back enough. I was engrossed in the activity I was doing at the time. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't recall hearing any complaints when I corrected your posture. Well, here's the thing. The beautiful thing about positions is 
having the communication with your partner. Mm. Because I do remember when you like grabbed my hips and you pulled me back more, I was like, oh. Oh, this is how 69 is supposed to work. Oh. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, again, repressed fat girl, worried, smothered in the face. Which I do think about, but then I also like way too many videos on TikToks of guys who are like, if I have to suffocate and die, this is how I want to suffocate and die. And I think, oh, that's a cute statement until you have a girl who weighs of a certain size and does that shit to your face, and you're trying to gasp and breathe. Well, you also need to realize that TikTok isn't real life. And I'm just I'm pretty just, much I'm all, just, if not most of, if not all, of the shit that people say on TikTok is complete and utter bullshit. I'm just saying, outside of the realm of that, there are genuine men who have that feeling of, yes, please sit on my face. I want to have you tap out and tell me when to breathe. There, there are guys that like a girl on their face. And yeah. I think that's adorable, but part of me, repressed big girl, is like, I'm not trying to kill you. I mean, that's a personal problem. That might be a personal problem. That's a mental problem. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be on board for saying that. Yeah. But now that we have corrected 69 for us. Um, you know, there's a lot of why I don't understand why that article calls it a Bucket list. Most of those are pretty standard. Yeah, positions. because because I don't, I don't know. Like number two is the corkscrew, and again, this came from Women's Health in October of 2021. Near the edge of the bed or bench, rest on your hip and forearm, and press your thighs together. Your partner stands and straddles you, entering or grinding from the behind. We've we've done that, but I have not. So I'm facing away from you. We I don't think we've done that. Where I'm facing away from you. What I will give women's health credit for is they have like graphics and like animation to give this. The face off is basically cowgirl but sitting on the edge of a bed and you're you're like in the person's lap. Yeah, that's not Which we haven't done, but it does seem kind of uncomfortable. That's some young people shit. Yeah. That's that's some young people shit. Number four is doggy style. Again, how is doggy style in sixty nine bucket list? Yeah. Now, I will say there are a lot of people that probably don't do 69. I know some people who exclusively only do doggy style. Yeah. That, that concerns me. Like, all you do is doggy style? The flat iron. So, I, I appreciate that it's called this because we just did this last night. The flat iron is where your partner lies face down on the bed, leg, legs straight, Hips slightly raised, and then your partner, the male, is on top from behind. I remember the first time we did that, mm -hmm. and I was like, well, hello, orgasm. Because <laughs> I remember what I loved about it was, like, my face was shoved in a pillow, and it was just like, I can't do nothing but just scream in a pillow right now. I had a girlfriend years and years ago tell me that... Who? Some girl from years ago. Um, that uh, that position you feel a lot more. Oh, God, you do. I, I literally feel it like in my toes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
especially because there's a difference between, oh my God, just thinking about it. Ooh, Jesus. Okay. So there's a difference between when your legs are out. No, I'm being serious. Like she getting really excited just thinking about it. But, okay. So anyway, we're going to cut this podcast short. So there's, oh God. Okay. So there's a difference between like when my legs are outspread, but then the, what they're talking about with the flat iron is when you bring the legs in together. So I'm more straight with legs next to each other and you're outside yeah. and you're, and my legs are closer together. So it's like, everything's a little bit tighter for me. You literally feel it from like your stomach, groin, thighs, all the way down your toes. Mm. And again, because you're pinned in that position, it's so much more intense. And there's a difference between legs being close together versus legs spread out. Right. I, yeah. I remember the first few times we did that, both times we were just like, fuck, this is really enjoyable. So we hadn't done that position in a while. We just, we did that last night. And I was like, I keep forgetting how much I enjoy this position. Mm. Like it's, and so I don't know how it is for you, but it's very, it is very enjoyable for me. (laughs) I am very much okay with this position. Yeah, no, it's one of my favorites. Another one they had on the list, and both of us kind of had to laugh when we saw it, is the wheelbarrow. (laughs) Get on your hands and feet, have them pick you up by your pelvis, then grip their waist with your thighs. That, if that is not the epitome of young girl shit, first of all, all the blood is going to rush to my forehead. Now, here's the thing. Does it look hot as fuck? Yes, it does. Have I seen it in porn and go, damn, that is really fucking hot. I want to do that. I want to try that. Yes. Have I done it? Yes. Is that shit practical? No. Can you really successfully come from that? Doubt it. I need somebody to tell me that. Those are strong feelings about this. Those are strong feelings for my old ass. That's what I'm just saying. How do you feel about the wheelbarrow? Because you're the one who has to stand up and do... And most of the work, because you have to lift 100 pounds that I am. Um, it sounds like a lot of work, and I would never attempt to do it for that reason. I don't even think we've ever attempted that. No, we have not. I feel like for research purposes, we should. Mm, no, I feel like we shouldn't. <laughs> Why not? For all the reasons that I've already mentioned. I'm, 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 I'm not going to stand there and fucking hold anything or anyone. Like, it's ridiculous. And I can't fucking come standing up, though. Not, no, no, thank you. So, I don't know why I remember this. I can't remember if this was an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I remember one time you started to cut you off, but one time years ago, like, good God, well over 12 years ago, this chick in the heat of passion, like, jumped up and, like, wrapped her, I'm standing up, by the way, like, she, like, jumped up and wrapped her arms and legs around me and, like, uh, and like it was like up against the wall and I literally just like kind of like busted out laughing a little bit because I was like bitch this is not Cinemax like I don't know what you're thinking but wait, 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 gonna... wait 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 hold on describe it again so wait a minute how did that go because I'm trying to I thought I pictured it but now I'm I'm, I'm standing up uh-huh. she jumps up into my arms wraps her legs oh like just jumps into your arms yeah uh huh and then, like, I had her against the wall. So she pin- you pinned her against the wall? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you had, if she pinned you against. 
for some reason in my head initially, she had you pinned against the wall. And I was like, the fuck? No. Okay, no. sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, I was just like, this is, what the hell you thinking? Like, this isn't going to happen. Do you laugh to her face? A little bit. Like, it was just, Damn it, was, it. it just felt like she's a little. Damn it. It just felt like a little dramatic. Like, this isn't the movies. I'm, I'm not going to do you against the wall. Okay. Come on. So here's the thing. You say that. You did that to me once. Do you not remember? I didn't do that. You didn't necessarily. I think we were over the bed. You were standing up. You were behind me. Then you, like, slammed me against the wall, like, pinned one of my arms up higher. Mm-hmm. And then we did that up against the wall, and I remember thinking, okay, well, that was really fucking hot. Mm. And that lasted for about a minute, and then you literally tossed me on the bed. Yeah, I thought, it, again, it, okay. it lasted for about a minute. Well, yeah, because that's, like, the whole thing. It's, like, scene one, scene two, scene three, <laughs> and cut. There you go. Like, there's a fluffer in between. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it was. So what I was going to say is, again, I don't remember if this was like an episode of the Keeping with the Kardashians or something, but I recall Kim Kardashian talking about when she was dating Reggie Bush, she was talking about how she was saying to her other girlfriends, there's this whole like footballer kind of thing that professional athletes and especially football players do. And I remember... When she described it, I was like, oh, yeah, because I watched the porn with Lexington Steel. And I remember having it saved because I used to think, and this was back when I was much chunkier. And I thought, oh, my God, I want to be able to get to a weight where a guy does this. And basically, this whole footballer, quote, unquote, position that she was talking about is where a guy is standing and he lifts a girl up, kind of like what you were talking about with Homegirl. A guy lifts a girl up and he's holding her. Her legs are wrapped around her, wrapped around him, and he's basically pulling her up and down on his dick. Mm-hmm. And for one, and again, this Lex, I'm gonna have to find it. This scene with Lexington Steel, it's fucking hot as hell. But oh my god, that's gotta be hard for a guy. Because you're literally pulling up and down yeah. this girl's weight, having to position her on your dick so that you can both enjoy it. Yeah. Like, that's a legit fucking workout. It looks fucking hot, mm-hmm. but that is a legitimate workout. And so she was saying how, like, oh, yeah, Reggie Bush does it. Like, he does this to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn, that's, like, hot as hell. But, like, Kim, you, like, you 100 and something, something pounds. Like, you can do that. That's not practical for most people. Right. Also, I don't know many men that can just pick a girl up and do that for a good couple of 10, 20 pumps. Mm-hmm. You might get one, two pumps out of average Joe, and then he's going to be like, bitch, we got to get on the bed. Get on this, get on this Sealy Posturepedic, <laughs> <laughs> and then we give you missionary for another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Steve Harvey doing this? It was Steve Harvey. Okay. And he was like, now we're going to talk about the strawberry letter. <laughs> God. But, yeah, I remember when she talked about that, and I thought, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that Lexington Steel scene, Mm -hmm. thinking, yeah, that's hot, but that shit is not practical. Right. Yeah. Do I secretly want us to try that one day? No. No. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like we do variations of that. I think we, I think, 
not that. Not me holding you, but I mean. You know, you know, I mean, I couldn't do it because then I would, I would literally laugh after yeah. like two seconds and I would yeah. be terrified that I weigh too much in your arms. Right. But I pick you up like a feather all the time and you're always like, put me down. Stop it. Let Put me down. You do. But still. I'm a caveman. What can I say? You are kind of a caveman. And that's why I love you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's some sexual positions that you like. We'd love to hear about it. Please tell us. Of course, you can DM me on the Instagrams. I was going to see the Twitter. I don't know where my head is. Wow. Right now. That's a different Twitter. version of Twitter. That is, a def- that is definitely a different version of Twitter. But we'd love to know about the positions that you love, the positions that you hate. Um, the positions that work for you. Um, but either way, send me a message. Tell me the ones that are successful and the ones that you're like, you know what? We never doing this again. We never ever doing this again. I don't like this one. I don't know if there's ever a position that we've done that we were like, nope. Well, shower sex. We just went over a bunch of them, Desiree. No, no. The ones that were like, we're never doing this again. I think shower sex. I feel like we'll try it again. We just won't ever have successful completion. Right. So, I think it's a great, what I like to call, interlude. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can agree with that. But we love to hear about it. Of course, we thank you all so very much for listening to every single episode. You can always find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat at IMD Simone. All those fun places that will tell you at the end. And then, of course, Frank, if the kids want to follow you, where can they find you? You can find me at 100% Pure Adrenaline. No, 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 no. That's not a real podcast. It's not a real website. It's not a real website. Slash, uh, forward slash. um, Sasquatch Lover. Sasquatch Lover. 69. 69. 420. Area 51. Area 51. All things. Johnny Utah. Dot net. Patrick Swayze. Dot edu. UFOs. <laughs> the truth is out there. Sasquatch. We're going to find them. Oh my God. Dot com. I hope one day that you get asked to be on a UFO podcast. Uh, me too. And I would be, and I truly would be very happy for you. <laughs> I really would. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Until next time, I'm your boozy bestie, Desiree. And I'm Frank. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a comment, and follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok at IMDSimone. And check out the blog at Desiree-Simone.com. Until next time, cheers from your boozy bestie.